Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, good afternoon, boys and girls. Nice to have you with us on a sun-drenched Thursday in the nation's capital and beyond. It does not feel like mid to late October. It feels more like mid to late September. It is beautiful out there. Too much sun for my liking. I like the cloud cover. Hard to see in the sun. And it slows everybody down. Because nobody else can see. But we'll take it for this October the 19th, 2023, year of our Lord style. Along with Matty Ice on the other side of the glass, I am merely the rooster just running solo today. That's right. No guests. Or not no guests. We'll have Michael Phillips on uh, from Command Land uh, as uh, we... uh, As we had, uh, what, uh, two weeks ago. But now he's... Back, sort of, kind of, on the beat. We'll ask him as he uh, at least fills in temporarily for Matthew Paris, uh, who left the Washington Times down to cover the New Orleans Saints uh, in a couple of weeks. Speaking of the Saints, they're on Thursday Night Football tonight. Yes, indeed, they are. Against maybe, maybe Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Maybe. We'll have to see. He's a game-time decision. They say a true game-time decision. Well, there's never really a true game-time decision. There really isn't. Why? Because the decision has to be made at least an hour and 45 minutes in advance. So, I mean, by the technical letter of the law, game-day decision, game-night decision, but there is no game-time decision. But I would imagine at some point in the later afternoon, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter will be leaked, hey, Trevor Lawrence is expecting to play tonight or planning on playing. Or, you know, even though they said, I think they're hopeful that he's going to play, but he's got to go through a pregame workout. Listen, short week, obviously you don't want to take any unnecessary risks On the road, I would not play Trevor Lawrence tonight, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. So, I, if I was Doug Peterson, and in the interest of my long-term approach, I'm going to take care of my franchise quarterback as best I can. And if this was Sunday, it might be different. I'm not a physician. Hey, Doc. Relax. Calm down. Calm down. I said, I'm not a doctor. You, you're you not a physician? Is that the same thing? I don't know. Maybe it is. I guess it is. Relax, Doc. Thursday night football over on the fan tonight. Pre-game coverage at 730. No talking Terps tonight uh, as normally uh, on Thursday because Maryland, off of that horrific loss to Illinois, is on the bye. Um, we just don't talk a lot of it. Maryland football, to be honest with you, even though we had the games and, and talking Terps, because 
there just doesn't seem to be the same fever or interest uh, for it uh, that maybe there once used to be. I don't know, before I started doing shows um, on an everyday level. Uh, but it's been like that for me for a long, long, long time. I think the alum care about it. Uh, I don't think there's enough people, and that's evident by the crowd. I don't think there's enough people, quite honestly, that really passionately care. We care. This is a sports town that cares about the commanders more than any other, of course, clearly, and is an event town otherwise. Meaning, if the Terps in college basketball get to the Final Four or something like that, people really get worked up in a lather. Other than that, it's really hard to get anybody but the alum that have a voice, i.e. my guy Kevin Sheehan, to really care. I mean, that's just the God's honest truth. The football team, I mean, every year it kind of feels, quite honestly, like, okay, that's nice. Nice start. We'll see once you get. And sure, they got their clocks cleaned ultimately by Ohio State, and they were up ten nothing in that game. And Tua, uh, Tua, uh, Talia made a big, uh, big mistake. And as soon as that happened, combined with, combined with the Illinois loss, I mean, people just knew that the roof was starting to cave in. The roof was starting to cave in. So they're out. The Capitals last night got blasted 6-1 on the road in Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa's skating circles around them. Too many easy opportunities. That's a good, young, skilled team, and they're good on defense as well. So almost kind of expected that. I did not expect it to be that one-sided. The Wizards... As we just kind of open up the show last night, the Wizards played in a preseason game right here on the Team 980. In case you weren't paying attention, there's listen, it's a preseason game. It's a preseason game. So you shouldn't take what you see in the preseason and go, oh my goodness, like this is going to happen every night. But Jordan Poole just dropped a 41-burger at Madison Square Garden. So that's something promising. That's something positive. Now, again, the the Wizards are 3-0 so far in the preseason. They won by 25 points. I mean, nothing should be, you know, like, oh, it's going to carry over. We know they're going to be entertaining to some degree when the shots are falling for Jordan Poole and Kuzma, but we know it's also going to be a struggle many, many, many other nights as they retool their roster and reshape. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to win 30-ish games somewhere in that range. They've won 35 the last two. We'll see. But ultimately, where I'm getting at with this is the commanders drive the conversation and the thought process each and every day. That's just what it is. Whether you like it, don't like it, that's just what it is. The most people in this general listening area, and we have a ton of people listening on the Odyssey app all over the world and all over the country. Most people care about the littlest little nuances about the commanders. And when you say something into these microphones or on X, Twitter, what have you, People get so irrational in so many ways that you would think, like, you're the devil. You're this horrible human being for having an opinion that is different than maybe conventional theory or different than much of the fan base. So yesterday, yesterday, Nell comes in here, firing off, you know, at the mouth, doing what Linnell does, which is fiery, passionate, with conviction. I think he's smart. I think he does a great talk show. Uh, I think he's got strong opinions. I think he works his ass off. I think he studies. All of that. Okay? 
and makes a statement that, hey, man, Sam Howell is holding back the commander's offense. And I say, whoa, wait a second. I say, I'm going to partially agree with you, and I'm going to allow that Sam Howell, if we're doing a blame pie as to what's holding back part of the offense, that Sam Howell is a bigger part than anything else because I truly and always will believe it's on the players before it's on the coaches. Most of you disagree. We're never going to agree on that. We're never going to agree on that. You talk to every coach, they say it's on the players. Good and bad. You talk to the players, for the most part, they'll tell you it's on the players, good and bad. And sure, coaching helps. Coaching is important. Coach is nece- coaching is necessary, scheme, system, all that. But it's mostly on the players. So if we're saying that Sam Howell is holding back this offense, but also Nanel, Nanel, that's a new name for him. Uh, Lunell and I both said, hey, oh, wait a second. He's holding back the offense, but he's also, the things that he's doing are benefiting the offense. And both can be true. And I said, well, listen, not only can both be true, and both are true, but also, hey, man, out of that blame circle, out of that blame pie, if you will, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive line, the wide receivers not getting separation, the running backs not hitting it, maybe missing some of their keys, Antonio Gibson fumbling, all of those things, tight ends, go into what's holding back truly this offense. But Sam Howell being the quarterback who touches the ball on every single snap, is probably most to blame. And you would have thought, just based on social media response, and, you know, of course, here on the phones, but more on social media and more on X Twitter, that we said that Sam Howell committed a crime. The reason why I opened with the other teams around the DMV is somebody can fumble, somebody could miss a shot, somebody could have a bad night at the office, whatever, a bad stretch, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh. But if it happens in command land, and if especially it happens to somebody that the fan base is starting to fall in love with, oh, man. Oh, man. You're in trouble. How dare you? How dare you take those surgically attached pom-poms off? How dare you? actually fairly criticize somebody how dare you actually look at the big picture instead of saying just this he's only in game seven yes we know that's acknowledged just like roman Reigns says acknowledge me that's acknowledged he's only in game seven Nobody is trying to tell you he's in year seven. He's in game seven. Nobody's trying to tell you he's anything more than a rookie plus, a young quarterback, still developing. But it's okay to say two things. Sam Howell is benefiting the offense, and Sam Howell individually is also hurting or holding back the offense. And what we mean by that is we recognize, again, that he is a quarterback on the climb, a quarterback on the rise. And hopefully, by game 17, by game 27, by game 37, he will be a lot better in some of his flawed areas than he is right now. Will he be given that time? I don't know. I think he will because he's shown enough signs of being proficient and talented and having it. Moxie, arm strength, athleticism, toughness, durability, mental wherewithal, confidence, cockiness. The humble traits that you need 
you know, that the, the ones that Robert Griffin did not have that you need to play this position and succeed at this position. He has it all. But right now, he has one fatal flaw. And if I said that about Jordan Poole, or if I said that about, I don't know, Alex Ovechkin, if I said that about uh, who on the Nats, Uh, Josiah Gray, you know, people would go, oh, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, you're, you're probably right. But in command land, and, and it's part of what makes this special, right, guys? In command land, if you dare to criticize a quarterback or some player that people like in mass or are starting to fall in love with, you're the devil. They come after you with pitchforks. That's absurd. Just two talk shows looking for something to talk about. You don't know what you... Oh, there goes the big bad media again, trying to destroy a kid. Don't you know he's only played in seven games? Have you ever played another sport? Some jerkaloni said to me on Twitter last night. Yeah, I realize all of it. I do this for a living. My world is way too consumed by Sam Howell, the Washington Commanders, the NFL, and evaluating stuff and doing radio every day. Listen, guys, if I had to talk for three minutes like they do on the news, I wouldn't have to think about stuff beyond the surface stuff. But we have to dig deeper here. We have to get more nuanced. And it's perfectly okay. It is perfectly okay to say, hey, man, Sam Howell is doing some really good things. There are lots of things to like. But Sam Howell also has a major flaw. And he has some other things that he's got to fix as well, but he's got one major flaw. Instead of trying to find the easiest and most convenient reason to blame someone else on somebody that you like when you don't like the others or you don't believe in the others, instead of, the, instead of looking at it with reality, which is some of it is on this group or this guy and some of it's on this group or this guy, and maybe more is on this guy because he's touching the rock every single snap of a game in which the offense is on the field. Instead of doing that, what we around here as a fan base look to do is discredit someone. Discredit someone that has a different opinion or view than you do. And maybe, just maybe, you might want to consider that we don't just watch the games three hours a week. Maybe you just might want to consider we watch the games back. We think about this stuff. We study the analytics. We research. We watch the cut-ups. We talk to people inside the building. All of that. Maybe you just might want to consider that. Maybe you just might want to consider that everything can be on the table. And again... Both can be true. Sam Howell could be holding back the offense and he could be accelerating the offense in certain areas. I'll come back and touch on a little bit of that. And then we're going to get into the offensive line. And here's what I want from you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Is the offensive line very bad or not so bad? And why? Very bad, not so bad. I don't think anybody can call it good enough. It's not. Very bad, not so bad. And why? And do you have any reason to think that they are going to improve enough over the next 11 games to preserve Sam Howell and to accelerate truly 
the commander's offense so that they could be something more than a middling, mediocre-plus offensive unit. 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law will help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. You call me, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I'll come back and touch on a couple of the things about Sam Howell as we sit here approaching Week 7 and the Giants on the road in the division. First, uh, second division road game, I should say. Second division road game. And this one, a game that you're expected to win. I'll come back and finish that up. And then we'll get into the offensive line, and I'll start breaking it down with you. Are they very bad? Not so bad. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, a trending alert coming up in just a couple of minutes. Then we'll get to your calls at 301-230-0980. Commanders getting ready for the New York Giants, who may have a worse offensive line than even people perceive. And that's why I say than even people perceive here in Washington. Because my eyes tell me and the analytics tell you that people way smarter than you and me who grade this stuff snap by snap and pay attention much closer than either one of us will tell you that the offensive line for the commanders is not the major problem here. Is not the main problem here. It's a problem... It's not the main problem. So before we get back into Howell for a sec, I will just allow and say that the offensive line, remember that that great Dennis Green um, thing that, I don't know, just had an anniversary for just a couple of days ago or whatever it was, Dennis Green is you know no longer with us. The Bears are who they thought they were. The commander's offensive line is exactly what I thought they were. And I'll tell you why I say that coming up. Back to Sam Howell for a sec. Again, he is simultaneously helping and hurting, holding back this offense. How is he helping this offense? Well, listen, if you watch any of the quarterbacks that have come down the pike here, any of them, and I'm not going to signal any of them out, any of them, He's got more juice in his arm, in his body, in his brains, on his shoulder, and in his feet than all of them. I got Chris standing here. Except for that guy. Hi, Kirky. Now, Kirk did not have great mobility, but Kirk had everything else. He had a strong enough arm. I think Howell has a stronger arm. Kirk was obviously taller than Howell, but Kirk was the last good quarterback to very good quarterback this team had. Sam Howell is not yet, based on seven starts and a rookie plus, he is not a good or a very good quarterback yet. He's shown some good traits. He's shown some good potential. He's certainly shown me that the ceiling is way higher than it ever was here for any of the jabronis 
the 9-5 to five Ham and Eggers that have waltzed into Ashburn. Okay? Here's how Kirk, here's how Sam, is helping this offense. Again, he's got even, look, Carson Wentz may have had a stronger arm. That was the only thing Carson Wentz could have done. That's the, Carson Wentz had no touch, no accuracy, no feel, no nothing. I don't know if Sam Howell's got the strongest arm out of anybody I've seen come down the pike here. Uh, the late Dwayne Haskins had a strong arm, but he was inaccurate. He was all over the place, and he often fired high. Now, Sam's missed some throws. We saw the other day, Jahan, it went right off his fingertips. Now, again, a lot of people blame Jahan. Again, I think the throw, if it was slightly better, would have been more of a chance of being caught. I'll still blame Jahan more than Sam, but I think the throw could have been a little bit better. Same thing for the Diami Brown. Now, Diami Brown was being held back a little bit, restricted a little bit, wasn't called. If the throw was maybe just a hair better, boom. Again, apples and oranges here were kind of splitting hairs, right? It's really hard to tell this stuff. But Sam can make any throw. There is no denying that. He's tough. He's smart. He's mature. He's hardworking. He's resilient. The light bulb is on. You see him not really blink too many eyes. I mean, maybe in the Buffalo game, sure. First half against Chicago did not go good at all. Second half against Atlanta did not go very good at all. He just keeps coming. Okay? It ain't going to be perfect. It ain't going to be great. But he keeps coming. He keeps shooting. He doesn't wither and crawl into a corner and put his dunce cap on. He doesn't do any of that. He just keeps coming right at you. Which are all traits that you want out of your quarterback. But at the same time, while he's got all of that, there are things, obviously, that have to be fixed and things that have to be worked on and things that have to get better significantly quicker than, oh, well, he's only played seven games. Give him 27 or 37 or 47 games. No, no, no. It's got to get fixed quicker. They cannot survive at this rate, both physically him taking whatever pounding and hits, but also execution-wise. Because he's not playing with the great Chicago Bears defense, the great Baltimore Ravens defenses, the great San Francisco. He's not. Okay? So he's got to fix it and fix it quicker and, and, and sooner than ideal. Than ideal. But again, I wouldn't be spending the time on Sam Howell if I didn't think he was worth it. If I didn't think the upside was there, if I didn't think it was fixable, if I didn't believe in him. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Taylor Heineke because we had no choice. He was the starting quarterback because of injury. But nobody outside of Dr. Sabah and a couple of like Heineke Hive members thought Taylor Heineke was anything more than a Houdini, than a magic act, you know, than a fringe starter at best. Sam Howell has a fatal flaw, but he's also got major potential and major upside. More on the offensive line. Is it bad or not so bad? We'll answer that next on the other side of a trending alert. All right, Thursday night football. As we mentioned, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, a game night decision uh, said to go through a pregame workout. We will find out. Coverage 7.30 over on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson expected to actually throw today for the Cleveland Browns from college football. The NCAA launching another investigation into the Michigan Wolverines football program uh, with some allegations, according to the Big Ten Conference, of sign stealing the number two Wolverines uh, were both no- uh, and and the Big Ten Conference were notified by the NCAA about the ongoing investigation as a result of a Yahoo Sports report that Michigan allegedly had people attending games of future opponents as well as possible college football playoff opponents in order to gather information on signs used to call plays on offense 
and defense, and that's what's trending. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, thanks to Matt for fixing the computer in here. That's why we couldn't take any calls. Uh, A, because I talk a lot. B, because I couldn't see any calls. Uh, Matt's got it fixed. Uh, Craig Hoffman does weird things to this studio every night. It's it's almost like a UFO just gets lowered into the studio, and everything that I leave at 4 o'clock becomes like a, you know, like I'm speaking English, and he's doing Chinese. I have no idea what he does. No clue. But everything is different. And Sheehan doesn't work here, so uh, he's not to blame. And the junkies are obviously over in their studio. Um, So anyway, uh, so thanks to Matt. Uh, We will get to you uh, in just a sec. 301-230-0980. Listen, again, I'm not on any soapbox. I'm just trying to explain to you. Some dude just tweeted me and was like, show me the all 22. There is no proof of Sam Howell holding back the offense. Guy, watch the games. Watch the games. Oh, my God. You can't be possibly that ignorant. You can't possibly be that unaware. You can't possibly think that 34 sacks are all on the offensive line. You can't possibly think that. But in case you do, let me give you just a, a, a number that will tell you something. I don't know if it'll tell you everything, but it will tell you something. This is according to Pro Football Focus, which everybody knows and everybody understands and everybody uses. They only assign 14 of the 34 sacks that the commanders have given up, 14 to the offensive line, tight ends, and running backs, meaning the non-quarterback. What does that mean? Matt, you're a smart guy. 34 I believe that minus means 14. about 20 of them oh. are all on Sam Howell. No. All right, say you say... PFF, they suck. They don't know what they're doing. I know better. Me and my beer goggles on a Sunday afternoon. We know better. Ah, they have an extra grind against the commanders. They don't like Sam Howell because he was a fifth-round quarterback. Okay. Even if you don't believe 20 of the 34 on Sam Howell, say you discount that, you do the discount double-check, and you take five off of that number. He's still, he's still at 15 of 34, which is still what? Smart people out there. Too many! Too many! Too many. I guarantee you, you look through the great quarterbacks, young, old, veteran, mid-career, whatever. They're not taking if it's even 15 of 34. That's like, what, 42% or whatever it is, 40%? I haven't done the math. Somewhere in that neighborhood. If you think Tom Brady, and I'm not trying to compare him to Tom, if you think Patrick Mahomes, if you think Trevor Lawrence, if you think Aaron Rodgers, if, you know, in his prime, if you think Tuatunga Vailoa, if you think, you get my point, are taking 40% of their team sacks, you're nuts. Not happening. No chance. And again, you can dispute that PFF knows what they're talking about. Trust me, you don't know more about football and grading film than PFF. Trust me, you don't. Trust me with everything I have. I don't, you don't. 
I I would have said it was somewhere in between 15 and 20, maybe roughly half. They're saying it's 20. And again, remember, that's not just offensive line. That's tight ends, running backs, you know, what have you. But again, they're saying 34 sacks and only 14, 14 are against someone other than Sam Howell. I guess Jacoby Brissett might be included in that. I think Jacoby Brissett was sacked once. You get the point. All right, let's get out to the calls. Um, let's get to uh, Mark and Largo, who I hear is uh, quite upset at me. Uh, what, what are you upset about, Mark? No, I'm not upset. No, 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 no. I'm not upset at you, Chris. I'm okay. not. I, I actually agree with you. But I do want to ask you a question about the uh, PFF. Okay. I know you're talking about the offensive line. And but here here's the thing I, I think Chris you have to you have to take in consideration as well too. Where do they rank their running? I mean, how the offensive line is with the running game? Well, it's to your point, and this is why I didn't blame just Sam Howell yesterday. I said the running game right, and the offensive right. line is not good enough. Whether it's because it's Eric Bieniemy no. avoiding it, or whether it's because they're just not very good at it, I, that I, that part I, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of. But clearly, to your see, point, Mark, they're not good enough. Well, see, he, he, here's the problem. That I, I, you know what? That has to lie to Peter Ron Rivera. You can't. Bl- I mean, look, Eric. If you want to blame Eric for the running running game, that's fine. But you can't blame Eric for how the run. The offense line was put together. That falls straight on Ron Rivera. And I understand, look, I love Ron Rivera. I truly do. But he has failed when it comes to the offensive line. Totally failed when it comes to the offensive line. I don't completely. disagree. And, and I just, and you don't disagree, right. And I just think if you have a young quarterback, there's no way in the world you could have a, 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 just a somebody as a left tackle and just a somebody as a right tackle. Those positions you've got to get right. You can, you can mess around with the guards in the center, fine. But the right and the left tackle, you have got to get right. And as blindsides the left tackle and everything is facing them as the right tackle. I mean. Do you look, think, you know do you think Charles, I mean, and let me ask you something real quick. You think Charles Leno is just a guy, or is bad, or is horrible? You can take any one na- name you can pick. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, take- I don't think that's fair when he's been when he's now last year down the stretch he was not good, but while he no. played, he was also he was banged up. Okay, and that hurt him down the stretch. Well, Okay, but when he's been healthy, Charles Leno has played every game and played at an above average, if not a good slash. Is he Trent Williams? Of course not. But Charles Leno has not been the problem by and large. No, no. But see, here's the problem, Chris. He has problems against athletic uh, in a lot of people do. A lot of people do. With um, true, and that's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, I just think. Ron knew this coming in. You knew this coming in. And and I just think it was going to be your starter. You got to get a left tackle. You traded down in 22 to get Johan Dawkins. You couldn't trade back or, or, or pick up a, a left tackle in the, in the second round? Did you really need Quan Martin? Did you? I mean, I understand the and, and, and see, with the way the defense is playing. I mean, all, look, like I said, I love Ron, and I'm not one of these Ron bashers. I love the guy. I do. I just think he has completely failed when it comes to the offense. I mean, he let Sheriff go. Um, look, the, the Trent Williams situation was, was, was above and beyond him. That had nothing to do with him. Okay? So, and, and he's gone. But, again, until he can get an adequate line, Chris, I don't really think you could say anything on Sam or not. To be honest with you, he doesn't have a real running game. Okay? And, and his line, they'd be better off going with the guys that are playing behind him. Just, just to go with him. It's hard to make an adjustment on him when that line stinks so bad. Yeah. I, I, I love you, Mark. Uh, I slightly disagree. I mean, it sounds like you would say 
they're very bad. I would say they're not that bad. You know, I, I, I mean, like every metric and my eyes tell me they are slightly better than what they were predicted to be, which was bottom five by just about every metric, by just about every outlet, by just about every person. I said I thought they would be, I thought they would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 by the time the season ended. And right now, depending on who you look at, you know, they're 19th by PFF as an entire offensive line. 19 out of 32. Again, you don't have to love it, but you have to say, you know what? Maybe you're being harder on the offensive line than most. I don't know. Mark, I got to let you go. I appreciate you. I love the passion. Um, Even though we disagree, you're always welcome. Uh, Let me grab another quick one here and then we'll go to the uh, timeout. Uh, why don't we? Let's go to Mark and Chevy Chase. What's up, Mark? How are you? Hey, Chris. I'm uh, doing fine. Um, I'd like to say I feel like I'm a young old-timer. I really know the Skins, the Commanders. I would call them a bunch of hogs. Mm-hmm. I really would. Offensive I think we're the biggest show. I would argue that Gibbs and Gibbs' teams, even under Schneider, is the best player in the football of the NFL. And, you know, I would argue on Sunday that we're really the liberators. We really are. How, yeah, he's he's great. He's great. And uh, the Hogs, as I said, they're awesome. They, You know what we have that's so incredible? We have balance. We have such great balance. You know, the Giants, on the other hand. Wait, are you talking about on offense or you're talking about the whole team? Like, I'm I'm, confused. I'm talking about Washington as an organization. As an organization, we are a high-powered offense. We are? Every year we probably have Al Saunders playbook somewhere there. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Uh, three zero one two three zero zero nine. I'm sorry. I tried to give him a chance. I didn't know where he was going. Uh, I sorry. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec case law. I help you get a check. Call them at eighty eight eighty eight Ace Law. That's eighty eight eighty eight Ace Law. Call us at three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Is the offensive line bad or not so bad? How do you kind of interpret it? And therefore, how much of the problem are they for the sacks? I think the fans think more that the offensive line is to blame. The metrics and the analytics and also my eyes tell me that they are to blame, but they are not as much to blame as many, many, many others think. 301 on the Team 980. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, right back at you. Eight in front of uh, two o'clock in the nation's capital and beyond. Let's go right back to the phones and get as many of you guys in as we can. Keep the uh, wait times down as short as we can. 301-230-0980. Let's get to Ray and Frederick next up on the Team 980. What up, Ray? How are you? Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making One quick thing. Um, the Jurion Kirk is still out there. You know, in the first time, he his feet was very jittery. I don't know what was going on. Wait, he who? who was, I'm, I'm sorry, like I missed who you said. Who? Who is still out there? Kirk. His, oh. Jerry on Kirk in terms of like how he's, you know, one of the best in the last whatever years. No. Oh, the jury, he, the jury on Kirk. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I wasn't understand. Okay, the jury on Kirk. Uh, listen. Yeah. I mean, if you say the jury on Kirk is still out there, in in what way? Only as a playoff winner. That's it. I don't care one one iota about primetime games. I don't care at all. At all. The only question that you have about Kirk Cousins is, can he will his team to win in the playoffs? And so far, largely no. the evidence is, no, he's got one playoff win. That's basically exactly so. Uh, I don't want a guy like that. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, there's there's just not that many guys that win in the playoffs. You know, I mean, I mean, how right. many? I mean, you know, 
Justin, Her- Justin, Herbert is, Justin Herbert is considered one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. He's only played in one playoff game, and they did great in the first half due to turnovers, and they did nothing in the second half, and they completely fell apart. You know, so is that yeah. – I, and now it's a much smaller sample size, but I guess the point being is that it's really hard to win in the playoffs. I mean, Joe Burrow is winning in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes wins in the playoffs. Outside of that, who consistently wins in the playoffs? Does Dak? Does Jimmy? Well, I mean, obviously Tom Brady. But you, you get my point, wait, wait, wait. right? It, it's hard. I, I, I don't. I want to take too much. Yeah. Um, if Ron was saying that he was surprised by how Sam was such a good quarterback, was he saying it after he saw him playing in Dallas or like during the preseason? Preseason, because if he was saying it during the preseason, preseason, then there's something wrong with Ron because he's not a talent evaluator, and he should have been. If he saw something. Before then, he should yeah. have. Said, okay, I think I think Ron was quite honestly. You know I think Ron was very hesitant out on Sam Howell enough so that they didn't want to start him in a meaningless game against the Cowboys. And then Sam played that game. He was convinced by not only Taylor Heineke. Don't believe that. Uh, uh, Marty uh, Herney had a large part of that decision. Okay, Martin Mayhew as well. Um, but then they were surprised at how he processed and handled in that game. Now, he made one terrible mistake, and he did get sacked three times. But by and large, in a game that meant something to the Cowboys against a ferocious defense, they were pleased. And they should have been pleased, even though it was only 19 attempts. The point, uh, the point being was, I truly believe now that they were, they were very hesitant to throw him into a meaningful game. A meaningful game down the stretch last year because they did not think he could handle the processing, the timing, the pass rush, all of that. And guess what? Through six games this year, they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. They didn't say that, but that's got to be what they were looking at and sensing and feeling. Appreciate it, Ray. Thank you. Uh, 301-230-0980. Let's squeeze in another one here. Uh, Let's get to uh, Lappy here before the top of the hour. What's up, Lapp? How are you? Hey, what's up, Rooster? What's hey, uh, the offensive line is not that bad. I mean, it's not as bad to me, in my opinion. It's not, a, it's not as bad as when um, Jason Campbell was playing. Or when, uh, Lap, they're not after McNabb you. Are, are, they're not after you, are they? Oh, no, 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 not after me, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, nah, te- but, um, just, yeah. just tease it, Lap, you know. <laughs> just make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're paying attention. If you got to go, let us know, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I just. I don't think the offense. I don't think the offensive line is just that bad. Like everybody make it serious to be. Well, I agree with you. I mean, look. Uh, you know, again, not to overuse PFF, but I, I'm just going to drop in little morsels of of, of stuff. They're going into Week Seven. They are the 18th ranked offensive line in the National Football League. to get out of here. Uh, I think we lost lap. I don't, I'm not sure what exactly happened. But going into week seven, they're 18th in the NFL. Now, that is a cumulative ranking, cumulative grading. They're actually up two spots from where they were after or before last week. And that's with allowing five sacks and not really running the ball well. Because, again, they are looking as scouts and coaches would and saying, okay, who is the sack? Who is the pressure? Who, or who is the sack against? Is the sack because Sam Howell missed a wide-open guy, a check down? Is the sack because he didn't get rid of it? Didn't throw Like the first sack last week, I mean, initially everybody's covered. And I can tell that. I can see that. But then Sam like kind of hesitates as he sort of climbs and steps up in the pocket and doesn't get rid of it. So I would be willing to bet that they assign blame to Sam. Like, you can't blame the offensive line for every sack. Now, pressures, hurries are a little bit different. And they're also going to say, well, if somebody blows into the backfield and puts pressure or a hit on a quarterback in 1.5 seconds or less, that's on the offensive line or that's on whatever player gave up that pressure. But if it's like two and a half seconds or more, They're going to say, eh, that's on the quarterback. 
Now, you don't have to like that, but I tell you all the time, everybody that throws around this next-gen stats time to throw thing, guys, the longer you have to throw does not always mean the greater the protection is. That means you're taking too long to throw. Everyone in the NFL knows two and a half seconds or less for the most part. You can be slightly higher than two and a half seconds, two, six, two, seven, whatever. But nobody wants to be three seconds or more or high two nines. Why? Because that means your quarterback is not processing and seeing it fast enough, period. 158, Team 980. Take a timeout here at the top of the hour. Stay with us on the Odyssey app. And again, Team 980 here in the DMV. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.